Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, offering securities through United Planners Financial Services member FINRA SIPC, guides clients with empathy in discovering and reaching their financial goals, and creates financial plans for clients so they can live their life by design. In these episodes, he relates his expert financial insights and discusses timely topics. Royal strives for excellence and has a passion for sharing his knowledge and supporting his community. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Life by Design with Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors. Good morning, Royal. How are you doing today? You know, I'm doing well. Doing well. How are you, Eric? I am doing fantastic. It is, uh, we're getting toward the colder months, but uh, I'm prepared. I'm ready for it, I suppose. I'm packing on a little extra weight. I think that's what we're supposed to do, right? (laughs) Maybe. Uh, are, are you planning on hibernating in yes. a cave for the, the winter months there? Or? After this year, if I could hibernate in a cave royal, I would be there. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we would all just enjoy just kind of skipping the next few months, wake up like mid-May and just oh. uh, take off from there. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Everything would be done. If we could all do that, the COVID would be gone, right? Maybe. Fingers anyway. crossed. Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, 2022 is going to be our year. That's, that's right. That's what I keep telling people. <laughs> that's right. We're not even talking about 2021. <laughs> 2022 is definitely going to be our year. Absolutely. All right. So that long-term care plan is probably a bad idea of hibernating. Uh, so I, I know we're talking about long-term <laughs> care today. I'm sure you have better ideas. Uh, that's right. That's right. It's it's uh, much better to address the issue of long-term care than uh, just kind of stick your head back underneath the pallet, go to sleep for another six months. Yeah, absolutely. All right, this this is a big subject, and this is a, a subject that's on a lot of people's minds, especially those that are aging and, and those that have parents that are approaching this time that this is a possibility for. So where do we start this conversation today? Uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a big topic to start from. So, you know, I think what I'd like to do is maybe just share a little bit about my personal experience with long-term yeah, care. Because that really forms kind of my basis of working with my clients because I've seen all of my parents go through some form of long-term care. My mother, when she was diagnosed, and she was diagnosed with cancer very early on, she's about 54 years old, Mm. Uh, she was given about a year to live. She made it about six months, and very quickly after the diagnosis, she just needed long-term care. Uh, She needed somebody there by her side. She lost the ability to walk and mm-hmm. uh, dress herself and then feed herself. It was just a, a very quick decline there. So we transitioned her onto hospice, but because she had been so involved in the church and had such an amazing group of women uh, that she was friends with, her friends and uh, her sister uh, came in and really provided 24-hour care for her for that last six months wow. of her life, which was really incredible. Not everybody has that uh, that they can rely on. Mm-hmm. For my father, uh, he went on hospice very quickly. Uh, he was diagnosed with lung cancer around the age of 80. And it was about a two to three month uh, period of time. And, and hospice is you know, truly one of the, the, the great things we have in this country where we don't really like to talk about death. We don't like to talk about mm-hmm. long-term care. But there are amazing organizations and amazing people who work in hospice and really care for our loved ones through this this amazing process, which is, you know, dying and death. Um, If you're not familiar with what hospice is, what hospice is is uh, really palliative care where at the end of someone's life, when they've really decided that 
they're no longer going to seek, you know, aggressive treatments. They've really kind of come to the decision with their themselves and their family uh, and their medical providers that the best course of action at this point is to kind of accept what's coming and just really try to manage symptoms and be as peaceful and as calm as possible in that transition uh, towards death. And uh, I, I'm just a true believer in, in it's really one of the most valuable things we can have that conversation about, which is how do we transition out of this life into the beyond? So mm-hmm. hospice was, was, was a powerful piece there and not often considered part of long-term care of that decision because that is something that is paid by Medicare. But what my father told me uh, when I flew out there and he gave me his diagnosis was that for the past five years, he had been caring for my stepmother. Uh, hmm. who had dementia and who was legally blind and that that was now going to fall on my shoulders. Wow. Now, luckily, about six years before, he had gotten her a long-term care policy. So when we had to start making this transition, he was in Florida, I was in Oregon. We had to make this transition and really find her a uh, excellent nursing home there in the Florida area which was near her church family, near her friends. And she was able to find the right facility. It took a couple tries where she lived for the next five years being cared for Mm -hmm. uh, because of the dementia and because of the blindness. So I'm a true believer in what long-term care insurance and having those discussions early on can do uh, to really protect a family from going through really some some worst case scenarios there yeah that's with your stepmother that is absolutely devastating i mean you've got dementia or alzheimer's in conjunction with another disability and those are things that a lot of people don't think about when people go through dementia or or alzheimer's and they have mobility issues there is a lot of cognitive disconnect. They don't understand why they can't walk. They don't understand why they can't do what other people are doing because they, a lot of times they revert to that child mind mindset, right? Blindness, you know, in, in, in your situation, I can't imagine the difficulty in caring for someone who is reverting to a childlike state through a lot of the stages and then also is blind, what hazards that can that could produce, right? And if you're trying to take care of that family member, 24 hours a day, seven days a week in your own home or in their home without any assistance that I can't imagine having to do that. So having a, a good, well-run facility with caregivers that understand and have experienced things like that, that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. The other part of all that is it's also very expensive. <laughs> True. Yes. So we spent uh, about a quarter of a million dollars for that four and a half years that my stepmother needed care. Wow. Now, the blessing that we really received was because my father had done the planning early enough, her long-term care policy paid virtually every single penny of that. Wow. Hmm. And so this is why I'm, I'm a true believer in having that conversation about long-term care and going into this with your, your eyes wide open. Because if you don't do that, I, I think you can blindside. You can be blindsided yourself, but you can also mm-hmm. blindside your family. Yeah. Because if my father hadn't have done that, it would have been a much, I think, different conversation of how best do we care for her? Are there enough assets? 
you know, how do we make these really tough decisions there? But because he had done the planning early on, we were able to kind of more easily make that transition into a care facility and just not have the worries about, you know, is there enough money in the bank to cover this? What happens if she runs out of money? Uh, and uh, really kind of try to make these these decisions uh, on a financial basis versus versus a basis of what's going to be best for her. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if anybody has shopped facilities, there is a wide variety out there. There's a, a huge difference in the types and how they're run and the costs. And so if you have to make your decision based on the finances of it, that can really hinder you and, and the care isn't you know, I'll just say it, and this is not Royal's opinion, this is my opinion, but I've seen the differences, and the care is not the same, and it's not yep. as robust, there's not the experience, there's not the the well-trained staff that you would hope for and expect in, in that scenario. Yeah, there's there's big differences there. Yeah, and, and one of our, our early discoveries at the first facility was we had moved her into a facility that was very nice, very airy, kind of a nice courtyard area, individual rooms and it was great for the first two weeks and then the staff mm. realized how how bad the situation was with oh, wow. my stepmother between her vision and that sort of thing so they moved her into the long-term care portion or the the uh memory care portion mm. um which which was really probably the scariest place i've ever seen it was uh. completely overcrowded they were fitting two or three people into uh, a very small room. Oh, geez. Uh, and it was just chaos. It was probably, you know, one staff member to 10 to 15 patients. And, uh, you know, we, we walked back there. We never thought to tour what happens when someone needs that additional level, level of care. Mm-hmm. And that's something I, I really <laughs> try to emphasize very, very much to people of, you know, make sure you know what those next steps are in those facilities, because if you don't know what they are, you know, you can be in a very bad situation. So luckily we were able to move her very early on to uh, a much better memory care facility that specialized mm-hmm. in that. And she she really had a much better quality of life uh, once we did that. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So going through this yourself, Royal, what questions do you hear most from your clients that you're able to really address? Yeah, I think, I think number one, people don't really think about long-term care unless they, they've had to go through it themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, unless they've seen a parent decline to the point where they need that level of care, it's just not something that, that pops into our mind quite often. The number one thing I want to look at when I sit down with a client to do a financial plan is simply to have that conversation about what's going to happen should they ever need long-term care. And there's this interesting space there where um, people just don't realize what long-term care insurance will pay for, nor do they realize how expensive long-term care insurance has gotten over the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. So early on with long-term care insurance, you know, it's a fairly new um, development in insurance. You know, probably it's it's maybe around 40 years old at this point. A lot of the original policies were really stripped down policies that it was very hard to uh, get a claim from because they were really specific, very exclusive to what exactly had to be going on with an individual for them to actually pad up a policy. 
the government stepped in and kind of regulated that, really kind of uh, put in some guidelines that all long-term care policies had to kind of run by. The basics are to qualify to go on a long-term care claim is you have to lose two of the six activities of daily living, Mm -hmm. which basically think of getting up in the morning, eating, bathing, dressing, toileting, continence, and transferring, which is really just moving around, being able to get out of bed and get Mm -hmm. into a chair, that sort of thing. Uh, The other way you can qualify for long-term care insurance uh, for a claim is you have a mental condition that makes it unsafe for you to be alone. Uh, so that would be dementia or Alzheimer's. So those are the two two ways that you can actually go on claim with a long-term care policy. There's a lot of, I think, misinformation there about what, where, what long-term care is and what it looks like. So really, we see most long-term care happen in the home. And most of that's in a very informal setting. That is what my father did for my stepmother, uh, where he was providing all the care for her. He was taking care of her. He had all that stress on himself. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you know, looking back, we could really see the effect that took took on him personality-wise of just mm. kind of losing that that joy and, and, and that sort of thing because it's an extremely stressful period of time being a caregiver. Yeah. So most care starts in the home. Most care uh, continues on in the home. Then you can kind of step out and look at assisted living facilities, which, which are kind of on that continuum of care. And then finally, nursing homes. Nursing homes really are the most expensive. They're, they're the most comprehensive form of care there. And, you know, I think that's where people really get hung up. They just think of, oh, a nursing home. I never want to go to a nursing home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't need to worry about long-term care. No one wants to go to a nursing home, but sometimes in life, that's going to be the best place for you to live out your remaining days. Yeah. And we're not really talking about a a nursing home or rehabilitation facility, let's say, after a a knee replacement or hip replacement for someone who is expected to get older. What long-term care really is, is an expectation that you probably are not going to get better. Um, and that this is going to last longer than 90 days. Most long-term care policies are sold with a 90-day elimination period. And what that means is you as the policy holder have to pay for the first 90 days of, of care before the insurance comes in. That Think of that as the, the deductible you have mm. to pay okay. before the insurance starts. Gotcha. Well, that, whew, I mean, that could be a lot, Royal. How do you, how do you manage that? Well, oftentimes, you know, we're, we're talking about folks with somewhat substantial assets uh, who are paying for this. So let's say if you don't have any assets or, or you only have, you know, $100,000 or $200,000 of assets, in a case like that, honestly, most people, if they're looking at it, if they ever needed care like that, they could spend down their assets on care, um, become impoverished, and then go on to Medicaid. State of Oregon, that's the Oregon Health Plan. Most people, that's their long-term care plan. Hmm. We don't have enough money saved. If, if, if the worst happens, we're just going to blow through that and pay for whatever uh, comes up. Uh, and then once we're out of money, the state will step in and pay for those 
for that care and pay for that facility. In some cases, even pay for, for in-home care where there's a need for it. Kind of the worst case scenario, uh, we, we're really trying to get people to a point where they have more assets than that in retirement. And sometimes that's just not the case. On the flip side there, if you have, usually I say, you know, more than $3 million uh, in assets, oftentimes you, you have the ability there to almost self-insure mm-hmm. for long-term care. Basically meaning that you have enough assets where you could pay for a stint in a nursing home without negatively affecting, you know, you, your plans for the future or your family's plans for the future, your estate plan, that sort of thing. So really what we're, where we're talking to people about long-term care insurance is you've built up, you know, somewhat substantial retirement savings, let's say half a million uh, to two to $2.5 million of retirement savings. But you want to protect that, especially if you're married, where one spouse may need care and the other is healthy and can continue living in the home. We see that quite often where there's a a transition there where someone needs to go into a a, a facility, but but the healthy spouse still wants to maintain their lifestyle Mm -hmm. while while still being there for for their spouse. So, Royal, obviously with, with life insurance, with all sorts of different insurance, there's different types. With long-term care, are there different types of policies or different types of plans that you recommend to folks? There are, and we'll look at all of them when we're sitting down with a client. The basic form of long-term care insurance is just your your standard long-term care policy. It really is insurance. You pay a premium to an insurance company. Uh, If you ever need long-term care, they will pay you out a benefit. Often that benefit is stated as a either daily or monthly number. So let's say, you know, $150 a day or $4,500 a month. That's your your monthly or daily long-term care benefit. And then there's a time period attached to that. Could be two, three years, five years. There used to be lifetime benefit periods or even 10-year benefit periods. For standard long-term care policies, you just don't see those anymore. Um, because insurance companies have really wanted to limit their exposure to kind of those worst-case scenarios. Mm-hmm. The other piece that's very important with long-term care, especially if you're going to buy it early on in life, and we really want to have this conversation with people, you know, late 50s, uh, early 60s. It's kind of our sweet spot where we feel it's it's good to have that long-term care conversation and start making those plans, is you want to look at, inflation protection. So you buy a $4,000 a month benefit today, uh, let's say you're 60 years old, but statistically you won't need long-term care for another 25 years. Mm -hmm. So is that $4,000 policy you buy today, is that going to be enough in 25 years? Are you better off maybe buying a little bit higher dollar amount or are you better off buying inflation protection? Inflation Hmm. protection is usually you know either three or five percent, which increases your uh, monthly benefit, so that it keeps pace with the inflation that we see in the markets. Oftentimes, we kind of want to balance those two, just to kind of make the the policies as affordable as possible. Because one thing you you may not know is it is possible for traditional long term care for those premiums to go up. 
They don't hmm. automatically go up every year. But the insurance company can go to the state insurance commissioner's office and petition them to raise uh, long-term care premiums on an entire block of business. They can't cherry-pick that and, and single you know, individual policyholders out. Uh, they have to really look at kind of all their policies uh, that were sold in a given year or a given time frame. But we have seen long-term care uh, increases here. And they can be very dramatic after, you know, the first five, 10 years of having those policies. So that's where that inflation protection can help kind of keeping your policy in line with mm -hmm. what you bought back when you were 60. So, well, let me ask you this, because if there's a possibility of it raising, does it make sense to buy it earlier? I mean, because if, so Royal, you know, I've spoken a lot, I'm 46 years old at this point. Would it make sense for me to purchase a long-term care insurance plan now if over the next 30 years they could raise my rates every couple of years or whatever? I mean, what's the perfect age? What's the sweet spot, Royal, for somebody to buy this type of insurance? So in my mind, the sweet spot is probably between 55 and 60. Okay. And the reason for that is you're old enough where you can kind of start seeing the need for long-term care. It's not not immediate. Mm -hmm. But also between 55 and 60, you're hopefully still insurable. And that's the thing we don't want to wait for. Yeah. We don't want to wait for somebody to be 70 and then apply for long-term care. You can usually uh, sometimes get long-term care at that, at that age. It's going to be a lot more expensive. But the risk we see quite often is if you have a, a, a cancer scare, a heart attack, any sort of medical issue, it can disqualify you and make you un uninsurable. Mm -hmm. So from an insurability standpoint, as well as a cost standpoint, kind of our, our sweet spot there is 55 to, let's say 62, is really the, the times where we want to be looking at uh, addressing that long-term care question for our clients. Gotcha. All right. So often with these, these long-term care policies, you know, we're looking at a, a three- or five-year benefit period and often I have people ask, well, what happens if I have a longer care need? Uh, that, that is a concern. We honestly just don't see that many long care needs. Most people, when they go into uh, needing long-term care, on average, it's about a three-year uh, lifespan after entering long-term care. Mm -hmm. There are some that, that have lasted 10 years. My, my wife's grandmother lasted 10 years after a stroke. Mm. That does happen. But our feeling is, is if we can uh, kind of protect the most obvious cases with a three to five year policy, we're, we're, we're kind of covering all of our bases at that point. Yeah. All right. Big question for you. Mm -hmm. Long-term care insurance. I know it's insurance, but yep. let's say I purchase it at 55, right? Mm -hmm. kind of Right at the beginning of that sweet spot. And I pay into it for 25 years and then I get hit by a bus. And yep. there is no long-term care. <laughs> My long-term care is out the window. Uh, right, you know, right. the bus took care of that issue. Does anything go to my family? Does anything come back from the policy since none of it was used? I mean, is there any provisions for that? On a traditional long-term care policy, usually not. Okay. Usually it's, it's, it's like paying your car insurance. Yep. If, you, if you don't use it, you don't get anything back. So that, that is a risk. That brings up kind of the, the next form of long-term care, which is what we, we call a hybrid product, okay. which is really a combination of life insurance and long-term care. 
really what that is is a permanent life insurance policy like whole life or universal life with a long-term care rider on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically the uh, life insurance is there if you never need to use the policy for long-term care. But if you do need to use the, the policy for long-term care, usually over the first two to three years, it will eat up the death benefit, but then give you a, a longer long-term care benefit after Got you've it. gone through that death benefit. Sometimes there's some products that have a lifetime benefit. Others, you know, you might get up to a six years. So we see that as a nice way of uh, protecting folks who don't necessarily want to risk losing all of those premiums just to the insurance company. Mm-hmm. With those hybrid products, they know they're going to get something, either in a death benefit or long-term care benefits yep. there for their family. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. The, the last one, uh, and I, I don't see this one used as much, uh, but it is a viable option, is using an asset-based uh, long-term care policy. Oftentimes, this is seen using an annuity, where basically you're going to put money on deposit with an insurance company. We, we usually don't see very high rates of return with these, uh, if at all. But what they do there is they basically say, if you need long-term care, if you use up your funds in the annuity paying for long-term care, you know, we'll, we'll maybe double that, that amount or triple that amount and pay that to you as a long-term care benefit should you exhaust your, your assets first. Hmm. That can be an excellent way of kind of playing the middle there. I don't want to give up these funds, but I want to make sure that we're covering that. So these are all the areas that we'll look at uh, when we're evaluating uh, yeah. that long-term care conversation for a client and try to come up with the one that's going to cover that need, give them the peace of mind they're looking for, and hopefully not cost them too much where it is sustainable for the long run. Yeah, absolutely. A lot to think about and obviously a lot to discuss. And uh, Royal, I know you're very open to these discussions. You do that all the time. That's what you do every day. Absolutely. So how, how does somebody listening to this podcast reach out to you to ask the questions that they formed in their mind while listening to you about this? I personally, I think the the best way to kind of address this is doing a financial plan. A long term analysis is something we do for for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, for for somebody outside of that uh, kind of sweet spot, we'll talk about it as something we want to address, or maybe go back and address, mm-hmm. uh, depending on their age and their situation. But I would say sitting down, letting us put together a financial plan for you, is the best way to address this because this gives us all the information we need to really customize a long-term care solution for you so that you know that you're going to be covered and at least can you know talk to your family about this and not have to say, okay, well, I'm moving in with you if anything happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, and one last thing since you brought it up. So we talked about earlier, I'm 46 years old, and you, you spoke about the whole life policy. Uh, mm-hmm. with a rider, is that a rider that can be put on later? So if you if you and I were sitting down and we were talking about all my plans and you said, you know, uh, looking into some whole life might be a good idea at this point and, and we figure that that is something that we want to do, is the rider something we do right then or is that something the rider we can revisit later? Or is it, I'm not sure how that works. So on something like that, they're going to want to uh, underwrite that up front. So mm-hmm. usually that's not something you can add. Got it. Okay. Got it. 
All right. Well, let's see. There's one question I got answered. I encourage anybody go. listening to this that has questions that popped in their mind to reach out to Royal and his team. Royal, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, my pleasure. It's good to talk with you. Always. And the last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Life by Design podcast with Royal Stanley. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Royal comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And think right now about somebody who needs to hear this conversation. And maybe it's a little hard for you to bring up, but it's easy to say, hey, you know, I was listening to this podcast the other day. It was really fantastic. I've got lots of questions. I'd love for you to listen to it. And let's discuss it because I'm curious what you think of it. That's a great way to share it. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Life by Design podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The views expressed are those of the presenter and may not reflect the views of United Planners Financial Services. Material discussed is meant to provide general information and is not meant to be construed as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. Individual needs vary and require consideration of your unique objectives and financial situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Advisory services offered through Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. Securities offered through United Planners Financial Services of America, member FINRA and SIPC. Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. and United Planners Financial Services are independent companies.